Hi folks and welcome to a special edition of the Forbidden Planet International Podcast. I'm Peter and with me today we have Johnny Cannon. Hi Johnny, how are you doing? I'll let you speak now. You can speak now. I'll forever <laughs> hold your peace. Hello. <laughs> As we mentioned in, our, in the last couple of podcasts, we have a signing session coming up for Transylvanian Nights, or as we like to call it, Transylvanian Nights. I just love the acoustics in here. Yes, uh, that's getting launched at our Glasgow store on the 7th of March and Johnny, the artist, and James, the writer, will be there between 5 and 6 signing loads of copies, so come along and see them. We're trying to convince Gav, the designer, to come along as well, but <laughs> he's quite reclusive. He is quite reclusive. Even when he works. <laughs> <laughs> he'll, he'll have some excuse. He'll be yeah, watching us here or something. He really will have some excuse. Indeed. So, but first of all, before we go into that, Tell me a bit about yourself. How did you first get into comics? Reading comics or drawing comics? Uh, reading to start, and what inspired you? Reading comics is, yeah, it's like earliest memory kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. My uh, grandparents uh, used to own a newsagent, so when I was, I remember being really young, been in the shop and seeing comics. Uh, one of the really early memories, they had a, they had a shop and this makes them sound like and the heir to the WH Smith boxing <laughs> or something. Uh, I think probably going back up now as well. Uh, no, they had they had like just one kind of shop at a time. We kind of moved about a bit, uh, which is quite suspicious now. I look back on it. Uh, I it was a Spider-Man annual, and it was I could still kind of remember the cover. It was kind of Spider-Man kind of jumping and like mm-hmm. a web, and it was different characters, and it was kind of yellow background. It was a reprint of an American annual, and it was which I I found out later on was drawn by Larry Lieber. It's the oh, one yeah. Craven the Hunter. Mm-hmm. Oh God, I've totally forgotten who's in it. Mysterio's in it. Mm-hmm. Craven the Hunter because he builds a big gorilla and doesn't really look like a gorilla. But it's a team up between Spider-Man and Human Torch. But because I was so young at the time, wow. it was before I'd learned to read. I was reading it from uh, right to left and back oh, to manga front. Style. So none go. of it made any sense. <laughs> and then I I. Used to get like black and white reprints as well because mm-hmm. when I'm 44, so when I was growing up, there was a really healthy comic scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like through my childhood, I got mm-hmm. Battle. Uh, I think I may have got Action as well before I get cancelled. Really? Cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I got Battle and I loved that, like Charlie's War, Blue Wayne, Rat mm-hmm. Pack. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous, really, really good. Uh, but it was Marvel that really got me. And so they did various different reprints. Uh, I'm trying to remember. They did Thor and the X Men, which is a weird combination. Yeah. Uh, Spider Man, various editions of that. Mm-hmm. Mighty World of Marvel, which became Marvel Superheroes, which they cancelled. Mm-hmm. And it kind of was replaced by the Daredevils, and then it was replaced by Mighty World of Marvel, maybe again. Yeah. Uh, <clears> so one of the things that I really get into is uh, Captain Britain. And I did have some of the uh, Chris Clement Herb Trimpey ones. Oh, nice. But I'm really, really young. Mm-hmm. The one I really remember was when it was Dave Thorpe that mm-hmm. was writing Captain Britain, and it was a new iteration with Alan Davis. And this is this is very early. This is the earliest Alan Davis stuff. Yeah. He is not Alan Davis yet. No, and so when you read that in the, the trades now, which you can buy in Forbidden Planet, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite interesting seeing that mm-hmm. because the transition over a couple of years is mm-hmm. unbelievable with him because he yeah. goes from being. I mean, he's nowhere near the finished product, but it's just, it's just like, my God, is this the same guy? It's incredible. Mm-hmm. And it's also really inspiring because, jumping ahead, Alan Davis is one of, I mean, he's one of my favourite comic artists at the point where I remember getting an Excalibur special edition. Mm-hmm. I think I maybe, it was in my teens because it came out the same month as The Killing Joke. Yeah. 
Uh, and I got that instead of the killing joke. Yeah, March 88 to the I talked to one of my... So I would have been March 88, I would have been 14. Mm-hmm. I talked to my mate into getting the killing joke because I was obsessed with Alan Davis and I loved Captain Britain as well. And I was obsessed with Marvel. I, was, I suppose I was a Marvel zombie, as it's called. I don't recall it now. And I remember <laughs> laughing and really like, ah, I've just talked to him to get this. And then for a while, the killing joke first print was really, really... I don't know how much it was worth, but mm-hmm. just what in the street was it was actually really valuable. Yeah. And I was like stuck with this kind of Excalibur special edition. <laughs> that no one, but it just was a memory artwork and that. I don't, I don't know who coloured it, but it was almost like painted. I think maybe Paul Neary. And Paul Neary inked it. Yeah. I don't know who coloured it, but it's, but it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I've not owned that comic in years because, oh God, this is really good, isn't it? Because an old girlfriend of mine, we used to live together, when we split up, uh, all my comics were at her parents'. <laughs> That's what I couldn't really struggle. Hey, I just pulled it up. Can I come and get my comics, please? So, because they lived up in north, north of Scotland as well, and I, I don't try them. I was just like, maybe they wouldn't want to see me. I just split up with their daughter. They might still be there. They might still be sitting there waiting. Do you know, we've, we've bumped in, we didn't see each other for years, and uh, I kind of bumped into her. And I really went to what happened to my comics? Because <laughs> these guys like John Romita Jr., that entire run, Daredevil, Fan Machente. Mm-hmm. And some Mazzuccelli Miller. Oh, nice. As well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I sold loads of my comics to Arthur's comics years ago. Yeah. 20 quid. And it still bugs me. And I probably but, bought them all from there. So. Oh, you, oh, sorry. <laughs> you bad person. Yeah. <laughs> I sold all the McFarlane Spider-Mans, but it was stuff I really wanted to keep. Mm-hmm. So it's de- definitely that. I, think, I, I, don't think, I don't think I sold that, like, the Michelini and Mark Bright, Bob Layton, Iron Man run. I love that run. That's a great run, yeah. slags it off, but yeah. Armour Wars is Brilliant. Absolutely. Yeah. Mark Bright as well. It's, it's really like, uh, I think Mark Brooks draws quite a lot now, that kind of almost blocky. All right. In fact, Dan Butcher that draws, uh, that does a pin up in a new comic, and he draws uh, Vanguard, uh, the webcomic. He kind of draws a bit of that. It's like, mm-hmm. it's not a little action figures, it's like kind of chunky style, quite squeamish. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, guess, I think it's quite hard to draw that. It's almost, it's kind of a manga, it's a like pre manga. Mm-hmm. I think it's weird. But Mark, Mark Bright now is really, really good stuff. Yeah, thanks for writing that. That's okay. <laughs> that that really pleasure. traumatising breakup I went through. And so, we, so, did you start to try and copy the drawings from the comics, or did you not really think about that then? First, come to you later? Yeah, I, when I was in, I remember being in primary school and I came up, up with this character called Stoneman, and we used to play at the playground. And that was so, it's such an obvious rip off of Superman as well. <laughs> uh, I think the story was. But I can remember like he had a blue version because when I eventually drew it, I was horns for some reason. Okay. And it basically like a blue, I must have seen Daredevil. And it was like, imagine Daredevil's costume, but it was mm-hmm. blue. And I think he had red boots and red, red gloves though. And he's got a big red stone embedded in his chest. Because I think the story was, and this is when I'm five, I'd make this up. He's in a spaceship and he crashes in the spaceship, sorry, the the kind of rock thing powers spaceship. Mm-hmm. And it gets embedded in his chest. So I must have read Iron Man as well, I'm assuming. It's quite brutal for us five years of this. Yeah. And uh, yeah, drew this thing and it's... I could draw it for you later, I can totally <laughs> But it was quite funny because there was another guy in my class at school, mm-hmm. uh, Danny Strachan, uh, who claimed he made this up. And I was like, you don't even like comics. But it, this ended up like for... And I'm talking like over 12, 13 years, mm-hmm. until about 18. He like would just show up at my house wanting to fight me. <laughs> <laughs> Your own arch nemesis. And my dad, yeah, and my dad was a policeman. And his family were the opposite of that. So my dad had lifted quite a few of his uncles. Uh, I actually got on with him a lot of times as well, because he, he was a nice guy. It's just we had this weird... 
Silver Stain's got a love hate relationship. I was yeah. really cheeky as well and <laughs> really? You? We actually did, we had a punch up once, and I remember like an actual proper. So teenagers like uh-huh. yeah, I used to get in quite a lot of fights and stuff. I'm not hard to believe. I'm such a lovable guy. But I used to be really into boxing as well, so that's that's probably why. Andy, yeah. uh, I didn't do it. I only did it later on. But I remember we in a fight, and it was quite funny because it was a proper fight. Like <laughs> I used to do <laughs> dog. Please don't make me say poo. Dog poo. Uh, he's in a dog turd. He's in a dog turd. A dog's message. And I couldn't, I couldn't stop laughing. I was like, I'm not fighting you. Dog poo all over your foot. And he's like trying to wipe up. Oh no, I'll fight you. And he's like, I'll take my shoes. I can't fight you. You know, the moment's lost. Like, Just let it go. He's like, he's actually going to fight you. He's like, I'm not fighting you when I'm standing laughing. It's ridiculous. What are we, like, five? So... <laughs> but it's quite funny because like that's obviously the stuff that you I mean I don't poo anything. no one's ever done that I'd love that in a Spider-Man come he stands in dog poo I'm not fighting you it's real it's fantastic it is, but, I mean, no one ever goes to the toilet in comics either like yeah, or, true. Uh, does a pee like I, mean, I remember reading uh, there was this uh, book years ago how to be mm-hmm. a uh, superhero it's been the same folk that wrote how to be a complete oh uh, yeah I remember that and Steve Dillon drew mm-hmm. the stuff in it and that was a book I got when I was a teenager I was like it's the first time I think I'd probably seen Steve Dillon maybe I'd seen him in 2000 he'd run Judge Dredd the werewolf thing and I've, I've actually never really been a big fan of Steve Dillon mm-hmm. I prefer his stuff in black and white I prefer his 2000 AD stuff right. because it's just I think when they did it in colour and when they upscaled the printing it kind of loses something right. do you know what I mean I don't, I don't know what it is it's like the colouring kind of like you see this a lot with a lot of modern comics where sometimes like the kind of digital effects mm-hmm. just don't fit the style I think I think there should be a perfect join, mm-hmm. and for me the best comics are where there's a perfect join between the writing and the pencil and the ink and the colouring. And the yeah, it's quite funny now. Actually, I was thinking about this the other day where colourists now probably are, are probably the new inkers. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like ink, inking's almost like an afterthought. Mm-hmm. It's the artist mm-hmm. and the colourist, like the line art and the colour art. It's, yep. like, it's not just light and art because. It's line depth that does it and stuff. You put depth in your stuff, and, mm-hmm. and you, can, you can put degrees of shading in that. Yeah, so people are definitely noticing colourists more. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's kind of weird as well because even even when we were talking about this when we were, we were doing the uh, credits in front of Transylvania Nights, mm-hmm. you know, I had a discussion. Uh, James and I we co-created it. It's like, well, you know, we're co-creating it. So obviously our names are on it. Yep. Uh, he writes it and I drew it, and it's like well, Rob lettered it. And, mm-hmm. and but to me, the lettering's it's such an important part of the graphic design of the page yeah. and also helps the storytelling because it guides you high across the page when mm-hmm. it's done well and I think yeah, it's done a really good job in that because yeah looks great well I've done quite a lot of detail on the panels <laughs> I don't know where that came from yeah. so yeah so anyway I've loved comics all my life and there's been a spell I think it's the same as anyone where they I mean I listen to a lot of podcasts and you hear folk in interviews like they fall out of comics when Usually in the cases when they discover women or girls guys or boys, or like yeah. girls or boys, and they kind of uh, get into that. With me, when I discovered booze, it's like all my money stopped getting spent in comics. I just bought booze, and then when I was a student, I couldn't afford to buy comics. So there you go. There's a big long spell. The unfortunate thing was that it would have been just the time when Image was formed, mm-hmm. so I missed out. <laughs> <laughs> image comics <laughs> which I think is perfect timing actually I think. <laughs> which is, I don't actually mean I mean uh, the, the early Savage Dragon stuff oh yes mm-hmm. I've got like a 67 issue on a Savage Dragon it's so mm-hmm. good yeah it's, oh god he's, the current he's stuff's insane as well 
Yeah, he, he won the uh, Inkpot Award, mm-hmm. which is like lifetime, lifetime kind of achievement in inking. Because his inking is just, it's quite funny because he used to use pens all the time. And I remember mm-hmm. writing the letters calling that he moved to a brush at Larson. And it was just like, his stuff's ridiculous. His line's brilliant. It's almost got a little bit of Claus Janssen in it. Yeah. Obviously, it's got the Simons and stuff and the, the pencils and the curve. But mm-hmm. his inking, I think he's amazing inking. He's so fast as well. He's yeah, really so I've fast. met him. I've yeah. met him. Uh, was that the Glasgow Con? Glasgow Comic Con, yeah, 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 it was quite yeah. funny because I'd done the United by that point. <clears throat> it was the first kind of print of United where mm-hmm. it was. It wasn't like the way the United's done now. If like folks see it in Forbidden Planet, mm-hmm. <laughs> or, where all issues are available, or or, or some of the other comics on the stock, I won't mention them by name. Uh, but ah, I mean, uh, it's kind of done in an A5 format. The way it's done in an A5 format rather than a traditional US comic size, so because it's cheaper to print it mm-hmm. in an A5 format. There is no the American pamphlet size. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the American size yeah. thing. so there's only a few places that print that here but the original version of that was like a bigger oversize it was A5 Yeah. the cover was I don't know if you remember it the cover was awful I did it like in a red top newspaper but one of my oh yeah yeah, yeah, one, yeah. one of my friends uh-huh. one of my friends was like he's, he's quite blunt he was like that cover's crap <laughs> I, was like, I know I had to do it really quickly mm-hmm. because I'd never planned to publish any of my comics and my wife got me tickets for Glasgow Comic Con for my 40th so it was four mm-hmm. years ago so I finished the comic United for that. Kind of really rushed it, and I rushed the cover. I really regretted it, but also there's a lot of swearing in it, and just um, it was a mistake. So when I kind of gave the copy of that to Eric mm-hmm. Five, the first thing I said to him was, "Oh, this is." <laughs> he kind of waited around. This is really big, and I was like, "You always don't get a paper cut <laughs> as well because paper quality is so like really, really thick." Uh-huh. And uh, he kind of looked through it and like he was, it was so funny because it was, it was like being at a school disco and stuff where I was in my mate Ross, who's the one who said the cover was crap. Yeah. And he was like, I'll just go and speak to him, just go and speak to him because Howard Chaikin was sitting there mm-hmm. and he was choosing between speaking to Howard Chaikin or El Arson. Gail Simone was there as well. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to get feedback specifically from an artist. Yeah. And I was like, who is the more terrifying person, yeah. Howard Chaikin or El Arson? Because <laughs> I mean, El Arson's got that reputation mm-hmm. of being a wee bit needly. He's such a nice guy. Yeah, I found him really approachable. I was really, did he understand anything you were saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because for me, I'm an optimist and stuff like that. I was really nervous. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm actually quite shy. I know I probably don't seem it. It's just because I'm really energetic as well. I totally overcompensate and stuff. <laughs> so for me, it's like, just going to speak to him. like, no, no. See, he walked across. I went, oh, sorry, my pal comes across. It was, <laughs> like, it was like that. I mean, it was really like that. Yeah. I'm in first year at school, kind uh-huh. of thing. <laughs> and I went across but part of the thing was because we were selling pages and I just mm-hmm. couldn't afford them no and I was I was so embarrassed for this because it was like taking the guy's time and you know I should have bought my pint but uh, I'm an alcoholic so yeah. I, I try not to be around yeah. alcohol yeah. <laughs> as much as possible aye so yeah, yeah so he was sitting there drawing stuff like that and gave me a say oh look at it can I was mm-hmm. yeah it's really big and then he was looking through it and stuff and even though, and because obviously you're doing your own comments now as well, this will happen to you at some point. Even though you know it's not going to happen, it's still in back head like he's going to offer me an image deal. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, you know, this this is a, this is a start. Uh-huh. And uh, you know, you, you know how to tell a story. Mm-hmm. He said that if you've got a weakness, it's your thinking. And he's like, and he, sh- he went through it and he showed me an example of a panel stuff. Like I said, see here, you, you should have left some uh, negative space because mm-hmm. it kind of blends too much into the page. Because that. That's, that's amazing getting feedback like that that's, that's yeah. just it's, it's obvious yeah. stuff that you know because you're reading comics all your life can I? Mm-hmm. but I've never I would never really read comics from a critical point of view of thinking yeah. how you produce it 
I mean, there's times even like when if I'm drawing a lot, it's happened more when I was younger. Kind of, I'd spend too much time drawing. I get really easily distracted, mm-hmm. which you probably notice from me staring about all the time. <laughs> I get really easily distracted. So if I work on something, I get really obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. I get total tunnel vision. It's the only way I can do it. I mean, I just get, same when I write, because I'm a, I used to be a lecturer years ago and stuff, so I'd, mm-hmm. when I'd be writing something, that's, that's it. I'm yeah. totally focused on it. And I'm talking about hours. Mm-hmm. Just so I get up at six o'clock in the morning, work till mm-hmm. two o'clock in the morning and repeat to get stuff done. Yeah. And it used to be kind of like that in drawing where, I mean, I've got a full-time job. Uh, I'll finish work now, kind of five or six o'clock, go home. I've got a three-year-old son and a two-year-old daughter. Like, spend time with my kids, spend mm-hmm. time with my wife. Probably start drawing maybe about somewhere eight, nine. Draw till 12. And I, I always like to do a page, yeah. right? You know, and that's this weird thing. I was thinking about it in terms of football. I was thinking about goals scored per minute mm-hmm. or goals per game for football. And it's like pages per day is yeah. the unit for a pencil or a rinker. Do you feel when you put that pressure on yourself that, uh, yeah, that you're, you're still enjoying it, doing it? Or do you feel it's like, I'm starting to hate this now? Or It depends. Like, when, you, when, you're, when you're doing... I mean, Transylvania Nights is the longest thing mm-hmm. I've ever drawn. I mean, the United's five issues in, so it's about... My friends were actually saying this to me recently, that I can't believe you're finishing stuff, because I've never used to finish anything. I'd get bored really easily. Mm-hmm. So now you're just churning out comics. And so it may seem like to you, but it's actually quite a long time. Transylvania yeah. Nights is... I started doing that in January last year. Mm-hmm. And even though I'm very fast when I draw, it's like I can't draw every night. Mm-hmm. I can draw a couple of nights a week. Yeah. And towards the end, I was drawing every night, and mm-hmm. at that stage, it's it's hard, it's a slog, because you know sometimes you're tired or you can't be bothered, or you mm-hmm. just went to the night from the TV with your wife, yeah, or <laughs> you want to spend quality time quality with your time, wife, quality time. and you can't because you've got to draw this comic, and at that point, it's like I know what I'd rather be doing is <laughs> not drawing this comic. So how did the uh, transfer come about? Very attractive. <laughs> uh, yeah, Transylvania Nights came about because it was, wasn't the Glasgow Comic Con when I met Eric Larson, mm-hmm. it was one after that, where I was, at that point I was selling United, and I'd reprinted it in the A5, yeah. and done all the new covers, and you could still get an oversized version at the time, mm-hmm. which you can no longer get. Gav had 50 copies in the box, and that used to sell for £4 a copy, mm-hmm. so that, that box was worth like 200 quid. I said to him, just please put it in the bin, I hate that cover so much. <laughs> 200 quid's a lot of money to me, yeah. so. mm-hmm. and I was just like, no, it's just, no, because you should try and put your best stuff out there, and the thing is, yeah. I look back in early United and I think, oh, I can draw better than that, I mean, even Transylvania Nights, like, I think the art towards the end looks better than art towards the front, mm-hmm. other people don't seem to pick up on it, like, yeah. it looks, I mean, people have been really nice about it. Especially after you've been drawing the same characters, you get into more of a flow of it and a feel for yeah, them. Yeah, and the character so, can change, yeah. I mean, if you're, I think the danger is, if you're drawing it over a year, mm-hmm. like, can I draw mm-hmm. it, just simply because you've got because I mean, like you go on holiday for a couple, of, yeah. holiday for a couple of weeks. I was in hospital for of the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was <laughs> at a, a attempted murder trial for two weeks in the high court as well. Not as a defendant. Not as a defendant. As Let's a just, just clarify yeah, that. Yeah, That's uh, fine. As a witness. Um, so stuff like that, you can't really. You can do about it. Your work, my work was really busy and stuff. But because you don't know the length of time, keeping the consistency of the character look because it yeah. does evolve. I mean, yeah. you see it. In, I mean, we mentioned Captain Britain Alan Davis earlier on. It changes, it mm-hmm. tightens up. With that, I did kind of model sheets. Mm-hmm. I don't really do model sheets. Like sometimes you see like the old Hannah Barbera ones, like the Alex Toth or Jack yeah. Kirby model sheets. Uh-huh. I don't do that. Uh, I'll draw the face a few times from different angles. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's really just if I'm at work 
and bored in a meeting, I will doodle. Mm-hmm. And I'll always doodle faces just because I'm not going to sit and get out and draw like a full size figure on a face because yeah. someone will notice, what is he doing? <laughs> but you know, I'll cheeky little face or something like that you can get away with. Mm-hmm. Transforming the rights came about because the second time, the first time proper, I had a table at a convention. Uh-huh. So it was the second comic convention I'd ever been at. I found it so weird. Uh, I shared a table with Gav, boy, uh-huh. who does, at that point, he was, I don't think he'd he done Escape from Coatbridge yet. Rapid yeah. Gazer was out. He'd done Rapid Gazer yeah. or Rapid oh. Gazer. Okay. So was known. <laughs> <laughs> Aye. And he works in Forbidden Planet. And I kind of never used to speak to anyone in Forbidden Planet. Now we don't. It's, no, it wasn't. <laughs> it's just because it was just really weird. Because I was just. Uh, I used. I'm really. I've got strange social skills. Like, it's weird because my job, I'm actually required to do a lot of community engagement and stuff. And I've done yeah. a lot of teaching and stuff. But. Outside of that, and I've got a lot of friends and stuff like that, I'm a sociable guy and stuff, you know. But I, I don't know, I'm always, it's just that I'm quite awkward sometimes. Mm-hmm. And just coming out of college <laughs> shops, it's just because you're in and you're out, I mean, yeah. like, you go to your work and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's just that it's, you know, one thing is like quite, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and you are? <laughs> yeah, no, no, it was, it, was, it was really nice. And then when I was in a session, I think it was probably you. Mm. And it's really weird as well because I've known for. 20 years, yeah, Kevin and Al, but it's really mm. weird because I was speaking to Al and stuff, and I used to live in Cardiff, mm-hmm. I used to live in Manchester, he worked in the Cardiff shop, I yep. in Manchester, yep. at the same time I lived in the place, it's just like, <laughs> you've stuck with a clone in one in each shop, we're also both from Ayrshire as well, so mm-hmm. it's just like, yeah, yeah, and it's just, you get to know folk as well, and it's like, I mean, probably most of my social contact comes in the week, comes, is coming in the, the shop, can I? There you go. Because uh, obviously I do comics with Gav now, mm-hmm. and, and kind of show him stuff, and you're going to be doing something together as well so uh, so I so James <laughs> we're going to get off topic here I don't even mention the stuff about comics from my childhood either that's remember. okay uh, I we were at that comic con and it was in the CCA and we were up in this wee bit I kind of called it the, the Eerie oh yeah because that wee room up the top uh-huh. it was roasting uh-huh. and we had all the windows open me and Gav were lucky because we were right next to it I didn't really know Gav mm-hmm. that well so we got to know each other at that con yeah and uh, I don't know if he's shy. <laughs> he's quite. Uh, I really like it. He's really, really funny. And the way that it's evolved over cons is I just tell people I'm his dad because I'm so, obviously so much older than him. And we get interviewed by someone from the big class comic days. I don't know if they ever put this up, but for the interview, like I'd say to him, I'm just pretending your dad. Yeah, yeah, it's my father and son, and you know, that's a gimmick for doing comics. Like, I believe this. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And I was just like. <laughs> And Gav's like, couldn't stop laughing. He's just like, yeah, you know, I think he looks more like his mum and all that stuff. <laughs> but, uh, uh, aye, so we are at that. And yeah. it, it was just one of the, the cons are weird where, I don't know if it's like, because obviously if you're doing a stall and stuff and you're, you're from the planet, you're mm-hmm. selling merchandise, you're selling comics and stuff like that, you may have more of a consistent line but mm-hmm. because you're small press, you have a busy bit when someone discovers you. Yeah. And then you'll get around and pick him up. But then you'll get bits when it's super quiet. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, there's thousands of people there, but yeah. it's dead in your bit. Yeah, people walking past saying, oh, don't want to make eye contact, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, I was actually listening to some of that podcast. It was the guy, oh, oh yeah, comics. Is it Albert or Franco? Mm-hmm. I'm sure it was Franco saying it. It's the Stuff Said podcast. It's it's, <clears> it's really good as well. Mm-hmm. Like, if anyone's thinking about doing comics, I'd recommend that podcast. Yeah. Fantastic. He was talking about the way he does cons is he always makes sure he stands. He always makes eye contact, mm-hmm. you know, he always chats to people. He's never sitting down, he's never sketching. Yeah. Because it looks like 
If someone comes up to you, it's like they're bothering you. Uh-huh. And I think, <laughs> I think I've seen a cab. We're quite bad at it because we all sit and speak to each other and just have a laugh. <laughs> yeah. Because again, like we're having two young kids and stuff, that is one of the few times I would be out of the house. Yeah. So it was like it was fun for me. I mean, the frustrating thing about having a table is you're kind of tied to it as well, and that was a beauty of yeah. Gav. Is there's a lot of things that I wanted to go see. Yeah. I mean, uh, Sean Phillips was in that one, and I didn't really get a chance to go and uh, speak to him. Mm-hmm. And um, again, we were actually in the well, I wasn't drinking obviously in the bar kind of. Gav doesn't drink either, or <laughs> ginger beer or something like that. And Sean Phillips was like, just go speak to him. And David Lloyd's like, no, I can't, I'm too nervous. I was like, no, I don't, I'm really embarrassed. I was just like, at that point, I was like, should I, <laughs> should I spit on him or fuck his attention? Because I think he's amazing. He's, yeah, absolutely. He's ridiculous. I love this stuff with uh, Ed Boo Baker and Betty Bright Vice. I don't know how to learn it, I'm sure bad I should, but. Like the fader, I think is yeah. I think Killer Bikels. Killer Bikels great. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Yeah. Fatal, I liked. Mm-hmm. Sleeper's amazing. Mm-hmm. For me, the fade out then, yeah. then sleeper. Or, I mean, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. But, but the fade out is just. It's quite funny. I don't know if I told you this. I I uh, tweeted uh, Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips, and I think I actually annoyed Ed Brubaker and said <laughs> there, was, there was the main characters in uh, the fade out. Two writers. Uh-huh. I said, are they based visually in Steve Ditko and Jack Kirby? Yeah. So this is a couple of panels, and I was like, and I know Sean Phillips <coughs> uses photo reference quite uh-huh. I was like, is that Jack Kirby? Can I? And then obviously the bit with I'm not spoiler. There's a bit of the story. I was like, ah, is this like some <laughs> kind of hidden history of comics coming out? Of you? And he's like, and and so I was like, no, no, it's not. Can I? And, and mm-hmm. everybody was like, I just seem quite like it annoyed him somehow. Can I? And it's hard to tell from the tone of a tweet. Do you know what I mean? But I was just like. Yeah. Oh god, am I just coming across some note? Oh, I just genuinely thought, is that how that's based on? That's awesome. But then I was reading Killer Be Killed and he did base the detective on Stan Lee and mm-hmm. Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. I'm trying to remember. It's definitely Stan Lee. Yeah, I can't remember offhand. But I remember it being. I think Steve, yeah. maybe, yeah, because Steve Dick I think it was Dick Cole. That's like two photos of yeah. him, famously. Yeah. I think maybe because I'm veiling in the glasses, can I? Because mm-hmm. Sean Phillips draws himself and all yeah. stuff as well. Hey, I'm claiming credit for Killer Be Killer. I'm not, no, I'm not at all. It's just really cool. I do that with mine as well. Like, uh-huh. uh, I was just showing you before we started the thing, the, the thing I'm drawing just now, The Divided, which is a sequel to the or second book. Second act of The second, Naked. Yeah, the yeah. second act of The Naked. Gary. <laughs> it's the bus driver in it. And I think I offended him. I'm drawing, I have actually drawn sketches of you in it. I know that sounds really weird. Hey, I've been sketching you, people. <laughs> That's right, no, like, like one of your French girls, perhaps. Yeah. The, the, the thing is, is that I used to always get slagged off my mates going up. It's like, mm. oh, I think you can draw. Why do all your cats look like you? You're so vain. <laughs> and I don't know the truth in that. And you see it now, it's like, oh, I like, saw Van Helsing and tries to go, oh, he looks like, it's like, he looks like an old man. It's clearly, it's actually a cross between Sean Connery and mm. Louis Van Hal. Oh, right, okay. Because I like the ugliness mm-hmm. of Van Hal. He's got that weird neck. Right, okay. It's quite kind of bulbous. Like, I didn't want him to look like a superhero. I wanted him to yeah. look like a pretty like I mean he's got a really beaten up face there's yeah. a bit I'd said to, cause, because obviously like Dracula's one of those weird things where it's kind of based on the myth of a real person yeah and Van Helsing's obviously not a real person coming but I'd said to James it'd be good if we really I think sometimes when people think of Dracula it's like a medieval thing yes yeah. early it's like 1890 or 1894 mm-hmm. something like that yep. it's early Victorian times it's mm-hmm. and obviously it's, this is set in, I keep saying obviously it's set in Transylvania but I mean, if I had Dracula wasn't from Transylvania, no. 
it was, what was it, Malachi or something like that? I can't remember. Something like that. There's yeah. a really good podcast, Myth and Legends podcast. Mm-hmm. And I think it's episode 50 is about Dracula, Dracula Bad Blood. And I didn't know that Dracula meant Son of the Dragon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his dad was Vlad Dracul, who was the dragon. Yeah. I think he was meant to be even worse than him. So, <laughs> it's quite interesting. So anyway, James, how did I meet? <laughs> James was in the same little room. Yeah. And it was him, there was Dave McCluskey, there was Stephen Ingram. Mm-hmm. Craig Collins didn't, didn't have a table. There's not a couple of guys as well who's doing kind of Transformers stuff. I really like their stuff. They were really nice guys as well. There's not a couple of folks I can't remember because it's four years ago and, like I said, I've got young kids. I've got yeah. short-term memory. And just got chatting to James. We had a really good time and we were just bouncing ideas around about <laughs> kind of ideas for comics, which I won't go into just now because it's a family-friendly podcast. And then the year after that, we were just chatting again because you get to see folk about it. And I was like, you know, I think you're... I, could, I don't really like horror mm-hmm. stuff but I liked his writing yeah. and I liked the way, he, it was the way he structured things I thought if I work with this guy I'll learn something Yeah. and also not being stupid I noticed he gets a lot of people coming to his table Yep. I don't people know who he is they don't know who I am if I work with him people will know who I am <laughs> so it was really kind of quite I don't know if I've actually ever told him that it's just he is a bigger name than me mm-hmm. Uh, so it was a really good opportunity and I said to Craig Gollins actually at the same mm-hmm. time I love his stuff mm-hmm. as well you know if you ever want to do anything yeah, that was when I was at the concert hall huh. uh, so if you ever want to do anything I don't think he believed me like, or, or maybe he just doesn't like my style I don't know kind of thing. or maybe it just isn't a good fit or maybe it's just busy and stuff but uh, aye there's folk I'd like to do comics with I mean the one that you've written which is based the poem like I said I'd do mm-hmm. a couple of pages for that just because it's, it's, it's really good it's really good oh, you know, when you're a friend as well, so it's it's good to do that. So, but aye, it's at the point now where I mean, there are a couple of folk have been in touch with me because obviously we did a Kickstarter campaign for transferring nights and, and there's pictures out there and folk like the artwork, so they got in Absolutely. touch with me and asked to draw their stuff. But the thing is, if you're not doing it in a full time job, mm-hmm. there's only so much time. I mean, my schedule is pretty much a year ahead now. It's like next May is when I'm free. Yeah, because uh, I'm working on the divided just now which is going to be 10 pages in an anthology gaff and I are doing yep. which is called World Exclusive no that's not what it's called <laughs> it's World Exclusive Dramatic Pause uh-huh. uh, Portal Comics there we go uh, and it's I don't know if I'm shooting the poll here because he suggests he's going to do it's probably going to be The Divided and Escape from Coat Bridge that's going to be good, which is good that's a winning combination well, yeah. he's finishing it first yeah. time really good uh, he's written something new that which he's drawn. I'm doing follow up to Space Rats, mm-hmm. which was in United as well. Depending on how much room we've got, depending on what the stories are. Yeah. There's another thing I'd, what I've been working on for a while, but stopped doing because of that attempted murder trial. <laughs> because it's set in a part of Glasgow. Mm-hmm. Basically, I cycled into the middle of a shooting, and it was quite funny when the armed police showed up eventually. Because <laughs> it's uh, quite funny. There you go. <laughs> well, the guy, I got run over and shot in front of me. And then before the ambulance arrives, they've got to wait for that response unit because there's been a shooting. Yep. So I was kind of helping the guy that had been shot. I mean, like, I wasn't like, yeah, just, really you know, just making sure he didn't lose consciousness, yeah. just keeping folk away because uh-huh. there was a couple of idiots who were trying to pick him up. Yeah. I was like, you can't do that, he's got spell injury and stuff. Mm-hmm. Then when uh, they kind of showed up, I was like, right, I've got this guy's blood on me because I'd uh-huh. just been next to him and stuff and was, he'd been shot in the leg. It wasn't like, uh-huh. yeah, I mean, he has a quadriplegic now though because of the car. It's, I was like, I've got this guy's blood, and also I've got loads of folk reference of this street, 
on my phone <laughs> because that was the street in the comic. Yeah. That's what it was saying. I was like, this looks kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why do you have so many pictures of this flat? Yeah, it's just a massive coincidence. I kind of stopped doing it because someone got run over and shot yeah, on that street in the yeah. comic. <laughs> I was like, this is just. It's a I sign, mean, really. You, you it's could not make it up. It yeah. was just one well, I mean, thing. Obviously, I had made up, and then it happened. So, mm-hmm. life imitating art. Yeah. Uh, and that's partly because I, when I was a lecturer, I, I was I used to do research on youth violence, mm-hmm. and I'd always had this idea of we didn't name the areas for ethical reasons. Mm-hmm. But I had done research in that part of the city, uh-huh. and a lot of young people. 67 interviews with young folk. I'd always had the idea of turning it, fictionalising it, turning it into a comic because oh. there's certain stories in it. And it's like we're talking about, you know, Stan, uh, I, don't, I don't know if I mentioned it, and take some of the dog poo and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that, that's where comics come, that's where any story is coming from. Yeah. It's, it's real life. And I thought, I'd be really good to base it in that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, obviously, it wasn't really, I, mean, I wasn't traumatised by it or like that. I remember no. the police at the time, like, you know, seemed very shocked. It's like, well, I grew up on a dross and I've seen worse and they were like you know laughing I was like no I'm serious I've seen someone get hit in the head with a meat cleaver before it's the funniest thing about it was the Texas were, uh, were treating this as attempted murder because I think it's premeditated and I said, what gave that away do you think it's because they drove back and shot him after running him over we think they may have done it on purpose really what gave it away so, you know when you remember back things it's funny mentioning that about the guy getting the meat cleaver on his head that is how your stomach that's my stomach yeah there's certain <laughs> things when you remember back on you're like did that actually happen mm-hmm. and the guy got hit in the head with a meat cleaver it was in Salkitz years ago he was getting put in the back of the ambulance and I remember him sitting up on the stretcher with a meat cleaver sticking on his head saying oh, I would swear <laughs> boys this is nothing this is nothing they'll see you later I was like that kind of happened but my mates were there like that did happen yeah it's like I mean it's so cartoonish. It's See, that sort of experience is, is rich fodder for, to draw on for, uh, for your projects, you know? It is. So, uh, when I'm doing the video just now, I was just mm-hmm. showing you beforehand, it's like, and I didn't realise this, except when I was looking back over the United as well, it's really violent at times. Mm-hmm. It was only when I read one of the reviews, like, this is really, you know, hyper violent. Like, is it? It's like, because I don't think there's that much violence in it. Yeah. At all, because it's, it's just boring if you pick up a comic and that's it. It's just, mm-hmm. like, just fight and stuff. So yeah, so anyway, that's how I met James. We're at cons. We got on. I thought he'd be good to work with. There you go. So I asked him. I asked him out, <laughs> and he said yes. And uh, no, it's been good. It's been good working with him. I mean, there's neither one of us is professional and stuff, and there's, it's 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 a learning journey that you yeah, get together. There's things one. that this is issue one, like issue two. I'm sure we'll make mistakes in that as well, kind of. But it's the fixing the mistakes. It's the fun mm. part. I mean, I remember there's some. When I went to the letter, there were some changes to the script and stuff, and then I was like, well, okay, I'm slightly confused what I'm doing with this bit here. Yeah. It's all process. You know, it's, it's like, you yeah. know, kind of say, oh, you've listened yeah. by for it. It's not about whose fault it is, it's, mm-hmm. it's jazz. It's a collaboration. You're it going is, to yeah. change things. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what method. Unless you're one person doing the full thing, then, right. you know, it's. You're, yeah. you're writing your first comic just now. Mm-hmm. You're doing it with Gordon Johnson and stuff. Do you really want him just to draw? everything you've put down there or do you want to be surprised do you want him to knock the ball at the park? do you want to look at it and go wow that's better than I had in my head because that's his job yeah I like, I like the, the Alan Moore comment where it's like you know this is this big description of what he wants on the page and then says but if you think of a better way to do it <laughs> yeah, yeah, think, of, think of another way to do it just, just change it it's fine yeah, it after your big description you know and it's... one of the best things about James is he said that yeah uh-huh. just I've, you know you do what you want kind mm-hmm. of thing I mean, I mean, what, what would happen was we, he did the script and stuff like that, and 
if there was anything that had to change for a technical reason, like for example, something where he'd said, like this is a long shot, like, there's yeah. something in the script that requires a long shot, but there's something in there that also requires a close up, mm-hmm. then that's not one panel, that's two panels, yeah. or that's, a, that's uh, a long shot with an inset panel, no. with a close up and a face, because you need to show emotion. You can't show emotion in a long shot. Yeah. Or it's more, you can't, it's very difficult. I'm pretty sure the base could it's be easier, yeah, doing but it, it's pretty much. So there's stuff like that. I mean, it's, 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 it's good to be, so we bounce things about in, in Messenger, uh, which is not available in Forbidden Planet. Afraid mm, not. <laughs> One of the few things <laughs> You don't sell cakes either. Uh, probably that sometime. Well, you're next to Greg, so it's. True. Well, Johnny, I must say it's been a pleasure talking to you today. Thank you. And hopefully you listeners have enjoyed our chat. And if you want to come along and meet Johnny and James as well, as we said earlier on, Transylvania Night signing session in the Fridden Planet Glasgow store on March the 7th between the hours of 5 and 6 p.m. Did I actually answer any of your questions? Uh, one or two. <laughs> Not necessarily sorry. in the right order. But that's <laughs> yeah, I apologise. So thanks again to Johnny there. And it's never been easier to keep up to date with our podcast because we're now available on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, and just about everywhere else you can find podcasts. And don't forget to drop us a line on Facebook or on Twitter and let us know what you think of our interview. Can I mention my social media? You can mention your social media, fire away. This is a bit where I mentioned where I'm uh, really bad at marketing, because I'm actually going to read it off the inside of the comment, because right. I can't remember. That way you can't make mistakes. Yeah, That's good. Uh, I'm uh, on Facebook uh, as Canon Hill Comics. Uh, but I'm also on Twitter as Cannon Hill Comic because I ran out of letters. Ah, okay. And so there's no S. Uh, and then there's my website as well. And I've got an online shop. But you can buy my comics and Forbidden Planet. So, once again, thanks very much. Thank you. And until next time, I've been your Forbidden Planeteer. And that's us, Johnny, today. <laughs> and we'll, we'll be back next time. So, until then, good night and come along to the signing. Mm-hmm.